Welcome back to the WSFF podcast. Mike, they told us that we were done for the season. They told us that we wouldn't record another one. They told us that we didn't care about the playoffs, that we were a regular season podcast. None of that proved to be true as we are here. It is a dark Tuesday night at 11.40 p.m. Snow is expected to start at 1 p.m. tomorrow. How the hell are you feeling on semifinals week, Mike Edmonds? I'm feeling great. Philly is cooling down. Like you said, big snowstorm expected. But you know what's heating up? The WSFF. (laughs) Semifinals are here. The Diner Bowl has been settled. This is the best time of the year in my mind, Mitch. We're, we are in the meat of the WSFF playoffs right now. The Donner Bowl's been settled. The Donner Bowl's been settled. We wanted to get a podcast last week, but we couldn't get the times to work out. We're both busy guys. This time of the year, it's the Christmas season. But let's quickly recap the Diner and uh, everything that went down. We had Permian Panthers, Dan McDermott, versus Davakazi, Dave Barone. Going into it, did you have a team that you wanted to see in the diner more? Personally, it was the right matchup for me. I would have liked to see Matt in the diner, but he already escaped it last year. We had two new diner heads, so I liked the matchup. But who did you want in that booth come this spring? I mean, I I really would have been okay either way. Uh, Like you said, I think it was the right matchup, and I think that both of these guys would have been hilarious in their own right to see him in the diner. I think that deep down, uh, I think I wanted Dan to be the one who, who had to be stuck in the diner for, for 24 hours. Um, I know he's probably not going to be happy to hear that, but just picturing Dan in the diner and just the, the cast of characters that would be coming through all day to visit him there, that, that, that was my dream scenario. Uh, it didn't happen. Uh, David Montgomery put the team on his back. Mike Davis once again put the team on his back and, you know, Dave and, and true to form this year, really just it was this thing was never really close from the get go. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of hoping for Dan to end up there. Yeah, um, Dave is Dave's a little bit of like a character in the WSFF. Like I think that um, he's he's great for like the sky is falling down on him, like like it has all season in the trading of AJ Brown and Derrick Henry, who combined for like. 80 points themselves last week that used to be rostered by Dave. Um, With that being said, though, the guy who I think it would have punished more and hurt more is Dan. Dave's a bottom barrel WSFF manager as is. Dan's typically top tier. He's had an awful season. Um, There's a million different reasons why, but I would have liked to see Dan, Dan in there. I think that getting Dave in there will provide more comedy and a little bit less punishment, but I can't wait for it either way. That's, I didn't even think about it from that standpoint yet. The actual, the actual diner day with Dave is going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. And I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't put like hijinks past him. And to talk hijinks, <laughs> we have Father Bill McCandles from Sally's hopping on. <laughs> President of the school from 2004 to 2010. I can't believe we got this interview. Now, um, <laughs> 
that was the diner though. Dan escaped. Um, it, it was never really in doubt. Um, my playoff matchup was never really in doubt versus Mike Casey, even though Nick Chubb did his best to make it in the game. Um, just continuing with our recap, Mike, the big storyline on that Monday night game was can the new guy pull off the comeback or does ZPW become one PW? Talk me through, as a guy who's won a title before, what you thought of Guitar's managerial performance um, and Joe's, Joe getting out of the ZPW hold. So we're going to start with uh, managerial performance. Um, honestly, I know that Guitar is going to catch some, some flack for being out in the golf course you know, <laughs> early Sunday morning. But when I think of Guitar, I literally picture him with like a pitching wedge in his hand. Like that's, that's his happy place. He's just going to go out, clear his mind. You know, do, that's, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. It's no big deal. But it's pretty inexcusable to – like Bill, if you just played the Bills defense, you would have won. And the ZPW joke, the ZPW joke originated before Guitar even came into the league. I don't even know if he knew what that meant when we started <laughs> saying ZPW. Um, so zero the fact pussy that Wednesday. Yeah, exactly zero pussy. He probably still thinks it means zero pussy Wednesday. <laughs> I, I still don't know if he really knows what it means. Um, and just the fact that he's the one who, you know, if you just made one roster change, we would still have ZPW. And yeah. that's honestly a big storyline to lose for the league. It is. And we're not a podcast that gets into the nitty gritty of like roster moves and exactly who's on what team and things like that. But the one staple of defenses in the WSFF is you don't want your best guys going up against the defense you're starting. Cause like I have Josh Allen on the bills. If I play his opponent's defense, Every touchdown's minus points. Every interception's minus points for Josh Allen. So he, he went against his own running back in Kareem Hunt. The, the clear exactly. start was the Bills. Um, and Joey escapes with a 136-point win. That's got to be I, – I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, and I know, it's, I know it's not the, notice, the lowest uh, point total. But, I mean, for a guy to get his first playoff win, putting up in the 130s, I mean, he barely would have won the Diner Bowl. With, with 132. I don't even think he would have won the Diner Bowl with 132. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, congrats to Joe. I can't believe that Joe's had the ZPW label hanging over his head for years and years, and he went with the Sam Olsen, Sam Olsen method of absolutely getting shithouse drunk the night before the playoff game and waking up dead on the couch at 1230. Somehow, you know, to his credit, he literally peeled his face off of his – up like a puddle of his own spit and picked up Russell Gage, who threw exactly. a touchdown. Exactly. So, I mean, it won him the game. But, uh, just a crazy strategy from Joe. And, I mean, he's got to be so happy that it paid off. Joe low-key picked up Jalen Hurts, too. So, it doesn't matter how it gets done, as long as you're starting the right guys. I can't believe it got – it became a six-point game at the end. Or, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Which, no, yeah. it did. Yeah. yeah. He won by, he won by uh, 6.4. Yeah, dude. If that game goes, and you know what it is? Time? That that Ravens, the Ravens almost scoring that defensive touchdown. Oh. I mean, the they, dude got tackled on the one inch line. If he gets in, I I think the guitar wins, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's it's wild. Crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Um, all right, so we talked about that. Anything on me and Mike Casey's matchup? I kind of shoved his face right into the ground, like guitar normally does. Nerds. <laughs> any thought? Any thoughts on that? 
my my only thought on that is I love when the reigning defending champ gets into the playoffs just to even have a chance to defend the title. I mean, Mike's Mike's team was kind of, you know, I, I think he was the lowest seed getting into the playoffs this year. And your matchup was never really close. I mean, Nick Chubb had a big performance at the end, but I just love when the reigning champ like gets a shot to defend the belt, basically. So it was cool, cool that Mike got in. But yeah, the real matchup is uh, coming up next week here for you. It is. It is. Um, it's a matchup that if I, we'll, you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into that as we go. Um, just to hit everybody else quickly. Um, any th- we'll, we'll just go quick hits, quick thoughts on everybody. Do you, any thoughts on Matt Barone's season? Um, I mean, it has to be a disappointment. Uh, you know, he, he avoided the diner, which is great. Um, but I mean, to look at that season, any, any other way than, you know, not making the play, then it, the bar for Matt can't be to not be in the diner. So, you know, he, he avoided that, but, but overall, you know that's kind know, of another, the bar. another tough that's, year for the Dome. That's become the bar for Matt Barone. Which it's sad to say, but you're right. He narrowly escaped the diner. All right, let's talk. Um, the Diner King himself, Team Pup and Suds, Team Eckblades, Team Dom Dilzax, Tim uh, <laughs> Olson. What do you think about his season? Um, I mean, the more I look at Sam's team, I mean, going so going into the year, I think that it was a typical Sam Olson season where we're like, this guy, he's got it all in front of him. He's got the best keepers. I think I could be wrong about this, but the ESPN projections had him like, if not one in the top three, for sure. And at this point, I don't know why, like I'm me myself, I'm a victim to it. I think more than Sam is, but every year I'm like, this kid's team is so good. How is he going to, how did it again? We did how it again. Not mess it up? And yeah, there you know, and he's five and eight, all of a sudden, you know, pencil him in for five and eight. That's, that's just what he does. I don't know. I, I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but somehow I still am. Dude, I'm looking at his team projections right now for this week. His team is so good. <laughs> like you have. Uh, I'm look. Yeah, he he was seventh in points for. Um, he was actually was in not Sam fashion. He was at the fourth lowest points against. So I, I don't really understand where it went wrong for him. I'll tell you um, where it went wrong. It went wrong every Saturday night from like 10 p.m. <laughs> to 3 a.m. <laughs> he didn't make any game day adjustments. That, that's actually exactly how it went wrong. You're right. <laughs> so Sam's bottom of the barrel. Um, give me a quick eulogy on your season. Uh, I mean, I don't – I'm not one to make excuses here. <laughs> I, I'd like to think of myself as a playoff manager, but uh, I think this was the season from hell for, for myself personally. And I know okay. Dan can attest to this. I mean, when, you, when your number one guy is out for basically the whole year, I mean, you're just – there's only so much you can do. I, I love how my team battled and got back to being six and seven. Um, I think with a healthy Dak, uh, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, under the radar injury that was annoying all year was Debo Samuel's hamstring. He played like two games also. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my team wasn't, wasn't really that good. I'm honestly lucky that I didn't end up in the diner. My team laid an absolute goose egg uh, on Diner Bowl weekend. But – you know, I, I think I got some pieces moving forward. So it, I, I always looked at it as a rebuilding year. Um, we got McCaffrey for two more years, and we'll make the most of it with that. But, yeah, it just wasn't my year this year. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, last one to hit. Um, your, your brother in arms. Give me, uh, give me the five seconds on Pat Cusick. Uh, the five seconds on Pat Cusick is this is a team that nobody wants to play right now. 
He has won <laughs> five straight games. Uh, the rest of the league should consider themselves lucky that this guy didn't end up in the playoffs because all he does is win ball games when the weather gets cold. That's all he does. He's well, he has won four straight going into the into the playoffs. Won his matchup with me. I know no one cares about the eighth place game, but I mean he's the hottest team in the league right now. There's no way Pat, around it. Pat he, wins games in December. That's all he. That's all he's ever done. It's it, can he win enough in the fall to get him there? Because <laughs> he's not losing if he makes the playoffs. That's right. Um, all he all, does, all he does is finish above five hundred. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that hits our quick hits. Um, we re, so we've recapped every team. We've recapped last week's playoffs. And Mike, I'd say the top story of last week's playoffs was ZPW to one PW. And joining us now, fresh off that change, is the league manager of the Scrappy Dudes, Joe McCusker. Joe, welcome back to the WSFF podcast, and congrats on the big win. <laughs> Boy, boy, it feels good. One PW is alive. I might get it tatted on my neck. It's <laughs> over. It's over. The, the wait is over. I would never say it to anybody, but I was texting guitar, sweating, <laughs> sweating that uh, Kareem Hunt was going to get in the end zone again. Uh, I know it's a, but, you know, we did it. We did it. And now I'm going to beat Dale, who's probably on some hinge date right now. Can't get on the pod. It is what it is. He's on a constant chase, a constant chase of everything that's not the WSFF trophy. And that's why. And that's why I'm going to win this week. Mike. Joe, Joe, you carried yourself in, in the group chat. You were so confident uh, on Monday night. It's good. It's refreshing, honestly, to hear you admit that you were sweating. Because you know that I've been pro Scrappy Doo basically all year. Um, I was sweating for you. I think we were all sweating for you. We were all waiting this, this for the other shoe to drop. This is a first podcast. <laughs> between between the, the Ravens near pick six and then Kareem Hunt threatening to just break one off at any moment, um, I mean, you had to be nervous. It was good for the locker room for the game to matter. I was like, <laughs> didn't want to go in, didn't want to go into the week, you know, with my guard down. So it was good for it to matter. No, but, it was- yeah, yeah I knew I was coming out. Joe, let's rewind a little bit, though. Um, coming off Saturday, I, we all saw a picture of you literally glued face first to a couch. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, your opponent was hitting four irons on par, on par fives. Uh, you managed to peel yourself off that couch and add Russell Gage, which was a difference maker. So walk me through your Saturday, walk me through your Sunday morning, and um, everything that went into that victory. It was a, it was a long Saturday of, of drinking, and then uh, Louie and I thought it was be, the party had completely ended. And so we, we invited um, some, people, some people over to close the night out with, with nothing left. And we were chasing together some leftover alcohol to, to get uh, to sort of host these two girls coming over. Ended up getting no play. Pretty disappointed <laughs> in myself. Uh, was up until an obnoxious hour in the morning. And, uh, yeah, I was stuffing my face in the couch so that I could stop hearing Sports Center because I could not find the remote. And I probably <laughs> went to Sports Center a thousand times. Uh, from So basically what happened is you were asleep and you just kept hearing Adam Schefter's voice say, Russell oh Gage, God. Russell Gage, <laughs> yeah. Russell Gage, over and over again. <laughs> Probably didn't even know where you were, just woke up, found your phone, and just immediate ad Russell Gage. The battery was low. 
the head was hurting. <laughs> I thought maybe I was getting a little cute. But, you know, a good manager finds its way. And, and Russell Gage steps into the flex. I was going to start Perriman, which would have been a horrible move. We lost. Gage was stepped up. Saw Holy was out. Been, I've been sneaking Gage in my flex all season. It's about the first time it paid off for me. And, <laughs> there's and also there's, there's something about there's something about when you start a guy and he gets like an unexpected touchdown. Like when your quarterback like catches a touchdown, or if you have a running back throw for one or a receiver throw for one, like yeah. you just feel like you're stealing one from the system. And I just I don't I mean I know that technically the passing touchdown is less than a receiving touchdown, but like when it's one you're not expecting, you just feel like that's a free five points for you. And like that, it basically won you the game. Yeah, it was big. It was definitely big. Um, Joe, looking ahead, we won't keep you too much longer. You got Dill this week. I'm going to be completely honest. I texted him, asked him if he wanted to come on the pod. He's awake, but he didn't come on. I'm not saying he's on a hinge date. I'm not saying he's not on a hinge date, but he doesn't seem focused. You do seem focused. Um, you're projected to lose. Mike, I'm going to go to you first, and then we're going to get Joe's thoughts. Real quick, before, before we get into the matchup, um, I know that the, the league book, uh, who's going to remain anonymous at this point on the podcast, has sent me uh, the updated live oh, lines sorry, yes. for the games. Um, and there's actually there's a little ad read here uh, ahead of it. So, again, this, the bookmaker wants to remain anonymous. So any, any comments are you know, up to the discretion of the league who they came from. Uh, this is coming from the Permian Sportsbook, brought to you by the Xfinity Live Casino in Philadelphia. Matchup lines for this weekend's games are brought to you by Some Ridge Partners. Do you want to make fat stacks and fuck the boss's granddaughter just like Maparone? Well, too bad. There's absolutely zero shot that you were smart enough to work here. <laughs> um, and going into the first matchup we're going to talk about, we got Strathmere Select versus Scrappy Doo. Uh, the Permian Sports Sportsbook currently has Strathmere Select as a 17.5 point favorite over Scrappy Doo, wow. and the over under is set at 304. <laughs> uh, any any thoughts on that on that matchup or that total? I think I, I mean I can see why the line is that is that big. He's got a lot of boom-bust guys, though. He's got a lot of guys who are always going to be projected 18 to 20 that could also get four. Kelsey's had the last five of the six, last five of six weeks, Kelsey's had 28 or more points. He is so due for a letdown game, it's not even funny. Eckler's a little banged up. I saw he was questionable. Quad, same quad he's already hurt. And he's playing in a meaningless game. If you're telling me he's going to be involved in the offense getting nine receptions for 40 yards like he always does, I just I can't see it. Why would they have that in the game plan? Only person, two people who scare me. Also, DJ Moore, is he still on the COVID list? Do we know? I don't know. Uh, I do not know. Well, the only two people who scare me, Terry, Scary Terry's due for a big game. And Derrick Henry loves these late game, oh, yeah. like 200 yeah. yards. It's just every, every season he does it. Absolutely. But I'm not that – I'd, I'd rather be playing Dill than Frank, for sure. And Dill, he also might be the – I mean, I didn't have a ton of time to research for tonight, but Dill is, I think, the lowest scoring one seed in, in a long time. He's also had more playoff losses than, like, anybody in league history. I'm not too worried. I'm not going to lie, that line, that's a fishy line. 
I just want to say between both matchups, the projections for this week are outrageous. Uh, I don't, I've been talking to some WSFF sources and we, I don't really know. I can, we can't say definitively. I don't know if there's ever been a team that's been projected more than 170. Do you, can you guys remember the last time a team was projected 170 plus? No, I, I can't. Yeah, and there's two of them this weekend. Dylan and Frank are both projected in the 170s, which is wild. The, the ESPN projections are getting a little out of control. Yeah. Um, don't sleep on the fact that Joey isn't going to be starting DeAndre Washington. He's going to be starting Miles Gaskin, too. So that's, that's a game changer. It's a guy I gave him. Doesn't seem like George Kittle is going to be active, so I'm a little pissed about that. But uh, Joey has all the chance in the world, and ZPW could easily become 2PW on Sunday. Joe, before you leave, I just want to get your thoughts on one other thing. Next thing me and Mike are going to talk about is Frank and my matchup uh, in the other semifinal game. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but a bye isn't a win. And there's still a McCusker who is ZPW. And that McCusker's Frank McCusker. So Joe, do you think that Frank's going to pull off even though he's favored by about 50, the upset and beat me on Sunday. It would be, it would honestly be embarrassing if he doesn't. <laughs> like I look at his receivers. I don't know how he drafted this team. And I also don't know how we didn't look at his team after the draft and think he was, it, it was outrageous. Yeah, I got to listen to the preview guys. pod again. What's that? Yeah. I, I don't know what, what we missed there. DK Metcalf wasn't DK Metcalf yet. That's I guess. true. That's true. And Tyreek Hill was a little bit more boom bust than he, he's kind of turned out to be. Jonathan Taylor's kind of turned it on. Ryan, he's I been the number. You, you versus yeah. me would be a really scrappy chip. And you know, I love <laughs> dude, that. I want it. I want that scrappy chip. Yeah. But a McCusker chip would be just as nice. So <laughs> I honestly, I don't, I don't really have a, a preference. But I mean, obviously, Frank seems way scarier. I'm yeah. looking at his lineup. The amount of single digits he has in the pre-rank is so ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, you know that ZPW just weighs on you, and you you lost in the playoffs with it. Um, I don't think Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, and Stefan Diggs are good enough to get that ZPW mantle off. That's like, true. And all I'll say is, by weeks, like I've always thought this. I'll, I've like I've always always thought this. I've been one of the biggest proponents of this. <laughs> in league history, bye weeks do not count as a playoff win. They never right. have. They never will. And, Frank, if you lose, I mean, you're ZP-Dub. ZP-Dub. That's the torch. Mike? Joe, but before you hop off, uh, I want to give you the, the sport, Permian Sportsbook line for that game as well. Um, so, Permian Sportsbook currently has the sauce boss as a 22.5-point favorite over top of the Mish, and they set the total at 319 for that game. That's high. That is a high Project, We're expecting a lot of points there. It's a fat total. I mean, AJ Brown, don't put it past AJ Brown to put up another 30 burger. Ryan's, Calvin Ridley could get a 30 burger. Ebron's been involved in the offense a lot lately. I don't know. Definitely doable. Bills Burrow are going down. Burrow going down hurts uh, Tyler Boyd a lot. That definitely hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. If he could throw a touchdown, he could catch a touchdown. Joe, man, we will see um, what happens with you on Sunday. Good luck Thursday. We'll see how Austin Eckler does. And thanks for hopping on, dude. Good luck. Thanks, boys. Love it. Two All right. 
That was Joe. Um, Mike, before we give our predictions on um, both matchups, we have one more special guest that I didn't tell you about. This special guest happens to be the 2020 Diner Bowl loser. He'll be spending 24 maximum hours in the diner when COVID uh, falls off and we're all vaccinated. David Barone, welcome back to the podcast. How you feeling? And uh, how's everything going? Thanks, boys. Um, I'm carving up right now. <laughs> Late night, trying to expand the stomach, uh, <laughs> trying to prepare myself both mentally and physically for the shit show that's going to ensue at the, at the, di- at the Broad Street Diner. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm already... But it will happen. Right now. I know, but just when. Yeah, it will happen. Dave, I'm gonna let Mike. I'm gonna let Mike ask his questions for you. But um, give me what Dave and Roberta Barone's reactions were to your loss. I think they're just excited. And have you have you told them yet? Yeah, no, they know. My dad like follows along religiously. He like knew that. my bad trades. Um, calls me bad trade, Dave. He's just like yeah, he, he's been following the WSFF for quite some time. And my mom's uh. Very excited to visit me at the Broad Street Diner. Um, so that's how Roberta feels. I'm, I'm not happy. But I, I can't say I, I, I didn't see this coming after what happened. The trades. Mike? You sound like, you sound like a man who's really at peace with what happens here. When, when did it actually hit you on Sunday that you were like, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm going to be in the diner. I mean – it hit me that I was going to be in the diner, like, bowl when I traded for Michael Thomas and he just didn't play. Then, like, wow, yeah, no, I got really fucked up. And then, like, honestly, when I got to the diner bowl, my team was just, like, going through such a rough, rough time that I, I was not expecting to win. I, told, I was texting Dan on the side, and I put my chances, my confidence at, like, a 40% for a chance that. I would win that game. That's probably fair. Uh, Sam Sam had a post in in the group me about a whole uh, uh, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> can you just walk me through like you know? I think he might have sent it the night before the diner. I can't remember when exactly he sent it. Um, but now that it's kind of set in, you're going to be doing it. What are you looking forward to the most and the least uh, from the diner? I. Uh, uh... <laughs> Oh man, um, that's a good question. That yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's like fully hit me until like right now. That <laughs> like, Dave, take a second to think about your answer. I I, I do want to hear your most and least. I'm gonna give you what Sam just texted me. Um, he said the only advice Dave needs is to not order the salad. You're gonna think you want it, but unless you like a pound of lukewarm lettuce, you're not gonna want it. <laughs> holy shit yeah oh man um thanks sam i appreciate that insight fuck i think the thing that i was looking forward to the most was the salad (laughs) the thing i'm looking forward to the least is the cream chip beef i never actually had it so i i don't know what to expect have you never had cream chip beef at all Never. Oh yeah. I'm like expecting it to smell like vomit. So. <laughs> I'm so scared. It's heavy. Yeah. All right, Dave, 
Um, I appreciate you hopping on. Joe, give me your picks. Uh, Joe versus Dill, me versus Frank. Who do you think is going to make it out into the Hurley? Um, <laughs> dude, could you imagine a sauce Dewalk Hurley battle? That would be insane. I can't. I honestly can't imagine it. <laughs> I like you would have asked me eight years ago. I would laugh in the face, or two years ago, or last year. Um, but I, I mean, I really don't have room to chirp. I do think that they are the two most complete teams. Um, I really hope that a team that I didn't trade to wins the WSFF though. So either McCusker, um, it hurt watching AJ Brown return that onside kickoff return touchdown. And I was like, he does special teams too. Like that. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. And then I sold so so low on COVID. Thought it would be worse. Just not. <laughs> my Reddit, my Reddit, Twitter, my Reddit friends have failed me. <laughs> As they always 60, do. You were convinced that like, the Titans happen. were going to play another game. It's the highest scoring <laughs> offense in the NFL right now. <laughs> um, all right. Derek <laughs> Henry's averaging 200 rushing yards a game. <laughs> they said as long I'm never trading never again. Better. Oh, my God. Um, Eddie, give me your picks for um, both semifinals. Uh, I, I will give you my picks. Before I, I make my official picks, uh, I do want to let you know what the Permian Sportsbook has for the, the uh, title odds at the moment. Love it. Um, and these future odds are brought to you by uh, Tower Health Urgent Care. Do you have a broken back or are you currently having a heart attack? Have no fear. Eddie is here. We've got two Advils and a pack of ice complimentary for every customer. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the current, uh, current future odds are we have the Mish uh, coming in with the highest odds, plus 250. We have Scrappy-Doo at plus 175. Dill is plus 150. And the Sauce Boss at the moment sitting at even odds to win the Hurley. Um, all bets can be placed. Um, I believe they wanted to do it by text. No, no group me bets will be accepted. Um, but yeah, those are, those are the current odds. And as far as, far as my picks, um, I know that, I know that Mish is looking forward to getting, uh, getting a chance to humble the sauce boss. And I, I actually think that one McCusker has already won a playoff game in 2020. And I think that's one too many. Uh, <laughs> I think that Frank comes out and lays a historical egg. And I think that the Mish advances from the east side. And uh, I got to take Dill in the west. Uh, I think that Joe basically – I don't know if he even should have won last week. We kind of talked about this already with Qatar not playing the right defense. Um, I think that Dill's team is just kind of too much for him. Joe made some good points for himself. I know I've been – I've basically had his teams back all year. But um, I think Dill's team is just too complete top to bottom. And Derrick Henry, just like Pat Cusick, you know, when you think of cold weather – there's two people who I would not want to face in a December football game. Uh, number one is Derrick Henry because he's going to have 180 yards and two touchdowns. And number two is the mud cuts because he just does not win. Or he does not lose games in December. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to, I think that's going to be too much for scrappy dude to handle. I agree. I agree. Um, for my picks, but while we wrap it up, um, it might surprise everybody, but I am taking myself over sauce 
And here's the reason why. It's not because I have the better team. And it's not even because Sauce is a cute little puppy dog that I took home from the shelter whose family, he like bit, he bit, a, he bit the sun on Christmas. And they were like, ah, you know what? You know what? It's fine. We can train him. We'll, we'll hire somebody. He bites, but that's okay. But then like three months later, he was walking and the daughter who's like 12, she, she was holding him and the parents should have been holding the leash, but the daughter did. And she kind of let it loose and it bit the neighbor. And then it got put in the homeless shelter. And then I went to the homeless shelter with my new girlfriend. Cause I have one and she's hotter than Sierra. And then she was like, Oh, I want that dog. And I was like, you know what? That, that golden retriever, that looks good. Let's get the black lab, the black lab sauce boss in the corner. And he came over and I knew he might bite, but he, to me, he was just a little cute puppy and he's been letting me pet his belly ever since. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything <laughs> to do with the fact that he doesn't know how to win in the playoffs and he's not going to. I look at all three of these teams. I just see guys that don't know how to win in the playoffs. Still, most third places in WSO history. Joe already won his Super Bowl with his playoff victory. Frank doesn't even know – he barely even knows how to set his own lineup, okay? If he hadn't drafted those three receivers and they weren't, like, auto-inserted into the slots, then he wouldn't have won a game because he doesn't know how to adjust lineups. Um, so I myself, long story short, and then give me <laughs> – I'll take Joe because I think Dill is going to come in third again. But it doesn't really matter because this is my league to lose. Um, closing thoughts, uh, Dave, anything for the, anything for the group? Thanks for hopping on, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, last thought is that I can't believe that there's three out of four teams with a chance at the, uh, a seat at the champion stable. The Hurley dinner is going to get bigger, man, or I not. Know. Yep. That's true. Yeah, or not. I think Hermian's book may have taken a beating. I think he let his ego get the best of him for, having either McCusker at plus 1,000 start to, to start the year. Mm-hmm. He's got to be sweating right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just has to be. Yeah. Um, Eddie, um, your pick? Yeah, my, so my pick to, to make it to the end, like I said, I, I got the Mish and I got Dill. Um, and I'm going with the Mish. I, I love the Champions Dinner the way it is. Uh, you know, we'll obviously we'll, we'll be welcoming to, you know, whoever the seventh member is, if there ever is a seventh member. But – for now, uh, I, I love it with the six of us. And I, I got the Mish taking it home again. As do I. As do I, boys. Thank you for, so, for, thank you for hopping on. Um, I will see everybody next week. And good luck in the playoffs. Our USFF signing. Oh, shit, you live in the canyon. How big is your mansion?